So our next guest is Dr. W. Grant Stevens. He is the CEO, uh, CMO, and co-founder for, um, for Orange, the Orange Twist Institute, a medical spa in California. He is also a clinical professor of plastic surgery at the University of so Southern California. Uh, Dr. Stevens is on the board of directors of the American Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgery, serving as the president-elect, and he is also the third vice president on the board of directors of the International Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgery. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Dr. Stevens. I'm so excited that you had the time for this. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show. It's my pleasure. Um, I would love if you could uh, dive a little bit more into your your career background because I know you have so many um, accolades uh, in your in your CV. <laughs> well, you're very kind. I'm a board certified plastic surgeon. My offices yeah. are in the Los Angeles area, actually, right by LAX in Marina del Rey. I have Marina Plastic Surgery for 35 years and the Marina Med Spa. Uh, you mentioned Orange Twist. Uh, I was the co-founder there with Clint Carnell. We now have 17 Orange Twist stores throughout the primarily Southern California, but also Texas, Washington, Nevada, New Jersey, wow. a few other places. And those are uh, <clears throat> sort of med spas, Dr. Light med spas. And then in my uh, Marina med spa in Marina del Rey, we have a number of estheticians and uh, PAs and so forth. And we do all sorts of non-surgical and minimally invasive aesthetic procedures. Wow, that's really, really impressive. And I, and I know that you've, um, you've authored more than 90 articles and chapters on aesthetic plastic surgery. So I would love it if you could uh, tell us a little bit about what you think about the current scene around skin health and skin care. I mean, what are some things that, that maybe pop out to you that as either, you know, misinformation or something that's being done right? Well, these are very exciting times because um, a lot of this is now being driven by science and not marketing. Yeah. Historically, uh, people had lotions and potions to make their skin look uh, moist or, or, or uh, glowy, but they didn't have active ingredients. We right. now have scientifically validated studies, uh, prospective sham controlled double blind studies that have shown the effectiveness of various peptides that actually are penetrating the skin and changing the environment in the skin and deep to the skin uh, yeah. and increasing uh, collagen and, and uh, elastin and right. also cleaning up the damaged collagen and elastin, believe it or not. And we have biopsies to prove this. In addition to topicals though, we also have technologies that weren't available even 10 years ago, such as Vivace with right. microneedling and radio frequency that clearly um, stimulate the fibroblasts and the cells in the skin and beneath, beneath the skin to make more collagen and elastin and thereby tighten the skin and smooth the skin and even help with pigmentation. So the, um, Yes, there's a lot of disinformation out there, but thankfully less so than there was. And we have a lot of money being put into prejuvenation as well as rejuvenation uh, with the use of topicals as well as energy-based devices. That's very interesting that you mentioned prejuvenation. Can you tell us a little bit about that concept? Well, sure. Historically, you know, people uh, would wait until they were kind of old and had wrinkles and then they'd say, I want to look young again. And people yeah. were always looking for the fountain of youth. But basically with the new technologies and, and the millennials coming through, the, the 
the shift has been to, I don't want to get old. I mean, look old. And I'm going to take some steps right now in my twenties, in my thirties to uh, avoid some of the wrinkles, avoid some of the sun damage, the sunspots and the various uh, things that are associated with the look of a, of an older face. And yeah. so, I'm seeing a lot of 20 and 30 year olds coming in for what is generically called prejuvenation, including both neuromodulators of which there are four on the market now, though, of course, the 800 pound gorilla is Botox, but there's Xeomin, yeah. there's, there's Desport and there's Juveau. So there's four neuromodulators. Soon there's going to be a fifth Gatsy. So um, the 20 and 30 year olds are starting are using that as well as fillers for various things like skeletal augmentation, lip augmentation, cheek augmentation, chin augmentation, and all sorts of things with fillers. Yeah. Uh, and also energy-based devices, as I mentioned earlier. And there's lighter lasers like Clear and Brilliant. And I mentioned Vivace a moment ago. So they're, they're very approachable uh, devices, even for the younger millennials. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that's very interesting that you went through that. And I, I'm wondering because, you know, in terms of, you know, you've been in this in this field for so long, and I and I wonder with the education aspect of new dermatologists and you know new people coming into this field of medicine. Do you feel like there's maybe a disconnect, or maybe there's a piece of information missing in the training? Um, but like, how do you feel about the training of dermatologists and, and medical practitioners in, well, in this all, field? Again, I'm a plastic surgeon, um, yeah. but I certainly work with a lot of very qualified dermatologists and facial plastics and so forth, and we consider ourselves what's called the core and and um i think the training has never been better uh yeah. i i chair my fellowship for the last 20 years and i'm training two plastic surgeons a year for the last 20 years um and we now wow. have the american society for aesthetic plastic surgery has 30 such fellowships this is all after residency so a, a doctor goes to uh, med school for four years and a plastic surgeon does six more years minimum of plastics that's yeah. 10 years and one year fellowship. That's 11 years to come out and start practice in this. And so I, I actually think the training is exceptional, much better than it was 20, 30 years ago. Right. That's I, I love that. I'm glad that, you know, in terms of the medical side of things, we are progressing. And I often wonder how that translates into the consumer um, end of everything, because there's so much misinformation out there um, with skin health. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to see that the doctors, you know, the doctor and the medical side of it knows so much, but the consumer side, there's still this missing gap of information. So do you have any insight onto like how we can fill that gap and really educate, you know, in layman terms, um, everybody out there? Well, I think the most important thing is to have a trusted provider, either a derm or plastics or facial plastics or oculoplastics that a person can, tr can go to and ask the questions. Now, of course, I'm not discouraging active research. Going to real self, for instance, is a pretty uh, good so source of information. Um, yeah. The various societies have information. I know the American Board of Plastic Surgery has a uh, site within their within their site, you go to surgery.org and there's something called the smart beauty guide, or you yeah. can go to smartbeautyguide.com. And that information has been vetted by board certified, highly qualified plastic surgeons who, who participate in the surgical as well as medical field of aesthetics. And it's wow. just for aesthetics. So again, smartbeautyguide.com or surgery.org. Wow. I love that. I had no idea. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> 
<laughs> please do. Or you can go to my podcast, The Technology of Beauty. You can go to thetechnologyofbeauty.com and subscribe and you can meet the movers and the shakers of the aesthetic business and also learn a lot about the what you're asking me. That's awesome. I will definitely check it out. One podcast host to another. There you go. That's <laughs> um, Technology of Beauty. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Stevens. It was so lovely talking to you. And I would love to actually invite you on for like an hour long session about something that you feel really strongly about in the, in the field, um, in your special.